0: Oh, hi. Ah, oh, man, it's good. You know, we took a little bit of a break, you know, in between, like, the, the previous episode and the episode before that, but now we're, we're back into the swing of things. You know, we're, we're hitting it. We're hitting it on the, uh, the, the regularly scheduled programming again, at least for now. I know I've talked about this for a while, but, you know, coming up in October, there might be some wonky episode shifts, but I'll at least, you know, keep you updated on that. But... You know, we, of course, have, I guess, a couple of things to talk about. There have been uh, a few uh, developments in the world of Diablo that have been going on, you know, since we, we last chatted. And uh, we'll go ahead and just uh, just jump right into it. So, welcome to Episode 218, Launches and Lawsuits. Um, so, you could probably guess a couple of the topics that we're going to be talking about tonight. Which, of course, um, I've got some... Uh, we got some Warhammer talk to go through and discuss in my weeks in gaming. Probably not the type of gaming that you were expecting, unless, you know, you are paying attention to me rant about Warhammer uh, in last week's episode. Uh, then, obviously, there's been some more developments in the ongoing legal troubles uh, facing Activision Blizzard and Blizzard Directly. Uh, we've got, you know, a couple of things to talk about, I guess, for Diablo 2 Resurrected. And we have a little uh, tidbit of what's to come for Diablo 4. Uh, but, uh... You know, uh, as I, I believe I mentioned it in last week's episode, though it might have been in the after show, and my memory isn't quite as good as it is, um, but uh, over this past weekend, uh, I'm sure that all of you were 100% on board. I had a, uh, a Warhammer tournament that I went to. Oh, and there was that Diablo 2 thing. Um, but on Sunday, I went and participated in the Age of Sigmar tournament uh, down in Plantation, and I, I, I was cocky, I was arrogant, when I was talking, you know, a couple of weeks ago, because I was saying that, you know, I, you know, when I, when I played in the 40k tournament, I, you know, I was like, my hope was I was going to go win one game. I'd go one and two, you know, I, I'd win one, lose two, come in towards the bottom and everything would be fine. But for the Age of Sigmar, I was cocky and I said, you know, my goal is three and oh, which for some of the smaller three round tournaments, you can go three and oh and not win, but like come in like second or third place, depending on how many people that were there but i went three and zero. only two people did and i ended up being the victor because i demolished my opponents uh i absolutely destroyed them i feel a little bit bad because in the first round i was paired against a brand new player only had a couple of games of age of sigmar that he's ever played um and he just had a list of like the models that he had and was just borrowing stuff um from uh you know uh, other people in order to make it and so it's just like You know, it's like it's like the terrible thing because it's not just like a pickup game. It is a tournament There's some money on the line and some other stuff So it's like, you know, I'm not gonna be a complete and total dickhead. And so I helped him through the game I told him, you know, it's like, well, these are the objectives that you want to try and score These are the things that you want to try and push. This is what all of my models do This is actually what I'm going to do on my turn you know, so when you go through to position that, you see how I have, like, these things set up over here. This is my movement range. I'm going to, like, jump, like, straight into your midboard and, like, try and take out your shooting. That's my whole goal. You know, so you probably want to put a couple of things, like, in front of it and, like, wrap it around because I can actually, like, hop over you and all those other types of stuff. I might have hit him with a little bit too much information, but essentially I ended up kind of, like, playing myself because I was trying to coach him through everything and it ended up you know tabling him which if you're not familiar with Warhammer tabling means i killed all of his models uh so like tabled him turn 3 and then just like quickly talked out the the remaining two turns of the game because it's like you know uh, there's no point in having to actually like play out the rest of the game again without your opponent um so we just uh, talked it out about what would happen because you can still play the game um after like losing all of your models and sometimes you can still win Uh, But not in this scenario the the second game was against a much more seasoned opponent um, But his list was like it was it was just rock paper scissors like his my list was like crafted 100% to fight his army um, In particular and so again It was like table turn three and then just uh, talked up the the remaining couple matches And it's just like well, we've got two and a half hour rounds and the game's done in an hour and a half And so we got an hour to kill Eh, You know and then uh, the third game was against a very veteran opponent Um, That had uh, some uh, really interesting tech in his list, some stuff I was not expecting. And it was uh, some fun, like really fun games, great opponents, great people. First time ever going through and playing at that community. It's like less than an hour away from where I live, Um, you know. I rely a lot on Uber and public transportation and such, so it still is a little bit tricky to go and try and get down there. Uh, but it's something that I definitely want to go through, and they they want to have like monthly tournaments. That's probably something I'm gonna start doing more and more. Uh, as if you pay any attention to me on Twitter, I talk about Warhammer a lot. I probably at this point in time I've been talking about Warhammer about as much, if not more so, than I do uh, Diablo. Um, but don't worry, Diablo still important to me, still important to me. But it's just like I don't know, I got that competitive itch. Um, and it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm good at, so I've been going through and doing that. And, and I also played some uh, Diablo 2 over the weekend as well. Yeah, but we'll talk about that one later. Um, and as, as I continue to go through, I promise, uh, any uh, updates or developments uh, with the, the ongoing legal troubles at Blizzard is always going to be front and center on every single uh, episode of the show, As at this point I want to go through and also uh, denote that I am a, a hashtag uh, Diablo partner, um, that I have uh, partnered with Blizzard, and I have received, you know, um, some, you know, uh, compensation, not in monetary form, but, like, the, uh, the, the key that I was using to play Diablo 2 over the weekend was provided by Blizzard, thanks to them. They also sent me, like, a really cool art print, amongst other things, like, over the years and such. Um, and, you know, with that, uh, Blizzard uh, do better. Uh, because what is it? And since the last episode, we have uh, went through and had some findings that the a- uh, SEC is currently investigating um, Activision Blizzard. It's a little bit different um, because in the prior stuff that we had talked about, like the the state of California's lawsuit is directed directly at Blizzard, not Activision Blizzard, but directly at Blizzard. But the SEC is investigating ATVI. Um, the corporate entity uh, over um, workplace practices and disclosures. This one isn't so much like the discrimination lawsuits and other stuff going on because it seems that they're trying to dig into um, any information the company has and pertaining to the employment separation agreements and communications that exist between senior executives at Activision Blizzard. Um, And, you know, so we're we don't really have a lot of details because there's no there's no suit that's been filed. There's no there's, there's they're just having they're just announcing that there's like this ongoing investigation, uh, of which a part we have learned that you know uh, Bobby Kotick, Bobby Blue Eyes has been directly served as subpoena in relation to this. Um, as part of that, we also learned that the um, Equal um, Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, uh, had had a uh, ongoing investigation uh, with um, Activision Blizzard as well. Um, and that is, you know, similar to the state of California's lawsuit, but this is the, the federal um, commi- uh, agency, um, which is then uh, we, you know, I think it was just like a couple days ago, like two or three days ago, they uh, formally announced that they are filing a lawsuit against ATVI because their, their private negotiations that they had been having behind the scenes as part of their investigation into Blizzard about, quote, multiple allegations of gender-based discrimination and harassment, end quote um had they had th- those talks had broken down and so it's no longer things that they were trying to work in uh, behind the scenes and so they publicly filed a lawsuit and then like an hour later uh announced that they had settled it for 18 uh million dollars which that's just weird ever so slightly like just you know it's like we had private negotiations that uh, went through and crumbled and so we're you know, publicly claiming that we're filing a lawsuit no and, oh, and we're settled thanks everybody for the press releases uh it's just it's so it's so strange and then the whole thing like i know that there's like certain limitations with which that they have to um you know bring damages against them and i think like the the eoc cases against uh companies maxes at like 300,000 for like sexual harassment claims or something like that uh and so like the the 18 uh, million dollars that went through and is set aside as part of this settlement um, you know only covers about if they were to be awarded like a maximum uh, you know the, the maximum penalties is only about 60 claims so this goes back to 2000 only goes back to 2016 um, as part of this lawsuit and so that's you know over the last five years like 60 claims and It's a, to cover all employees any employees so you're talking that's gonna be a hell of a lot less because now they have to go through the process of going and getting people to Then like submit their claims and all those other types of stuff And every person that does is gonna then shrink the amount that other people do and then also It seems that you know this one. Um, I haven't seen the document directly, so I am only going off of what other people have said, but it seems that in the documents that's required in order to sign up, in order to receive funds as part of the settlement, um, waivers um, your entitlement to any other damages from other ongoing you know, legal suits, including... Um, you know the the suit that Blizzard employees themselves brought against Blizzard, you know, for retaliation in, in effect to the uh, a, a better ABK and the the walkout and other things, uh, as well as potentially the California lawsuit that they have going on against the discrimination, you know, sexual harassment and other things that were going on. So there seems to be some gray area that if you if you accept any of the money coming out of this particular lawsuit, is then letting them off the hook in relation to other um you know legal things i'm not i'm, I'm not not 100 on that one and so but uh, again i'm just repeating something else that i had seen without fully understanding it myself And so, i just want to put that stipulation out there but it, that one definitely seems very odd and then even then like the whole like the, the 18 million like only being able to cover like in the grand scheme of things so few cases when uh You know, just to to put $18 million into comparison, because maybe it seems like a lot, but not really. Uh, In 2020, um, Activision Blizzard reported over $8 billion in revenue. Activision Blizzard also, in one of the most recent financial statements, has over five billion dollars in liquid assets. That's cash and stocks that they can readily sell. Not their own individual company stocks because there's a whole bunch of you know SEC regulations and stuff. If they were to go through and sell the, their own controlling sale, their own controlling shares with which to raise uh, revenue or capital, um, but they just have like five billion sitting around that they can do anything that they want with. And then also finally, like one last little comparison, since we're talking about employment and wages and all that, uh, a certain uh, Bobby Blue Eyes received $155 million in compensation uh, in the year 2020. Um, you know, just to, you know, put it into perspective, you know, that's so basically they're they're setting aside, uh, you know, like 15% of Bobby's paycheck last year to take care of every person that's ever worked at blizzard since 2016 and not just blizzard but activision blizzard all of their subsidiaries and such so you know so it just it's like in in comparison i think i saw someone that you know um hashtag did the math and it comes out to like if you made fifty thousand dollars last year it's the equivalent of being fined a hundred bucks so i mean in in all honestly it's like it, it's not even that because if you make $50,000 a year, you might still feel the sting of 100 bucks a little bit. But like when you've got $5 billion in liquid assets that's just sitting there, you know, 18 million is honestly nothing. You you won't even feel it. You won't even notice like $18 million. Like they, they give their executives $150 million. Like, uh, and just, I mean, in further comparison, in 2019, uh, Bobby made I think it was like 35 he made like 35 million dollars and then in 2020 it's 155 you know and, he, and on top of that he still can get up like another like 2 billion dollars in bonuses on, on top of that compensation it's just <laughs> oh oh boy you know uh, and Longshot in chat is even going through and saying they might actually not even owe anything their insurance will probably cover that I mean you know in those instances their insurance rate might go up but how many years is it going to take for them to actually have to you know end up you know eating that cost of insurance is covering it it's uh, it just gets better and better every day doesn't it though you know the these ones are for you know the the sec stuff is for something completely different you know because that's focusing just on um you know like, the, the compensation and stuff like that, well, I guess not entirely different of the topic we were just discussing, but, like, compensation as well as, like, the severance packages that the senior-level executives were getting that might have something to do with, you know, things such as, like, uh, you know, potential, like, high-level people that were going through and getting let go amid, like, some of these allegations, and, like, well, you, you fired these people because they're sexually, you know, abusing their staff, did they get a golden parachute what was their exit bonus you know could be we don't really know you know that one that one's going to come out later and then the the eoc is a uh, a more like grand not just blizzard but all of activision itself but yeah there's your updates Ooh. Uh, but uh yeah before we go through and jump into the diablo 2 stuff um as far as like the diablo 3 and diablo immortal um got nothing Uh, still no PTR still no updates on when um, you know any Diablo Immortal um, updates or anything is going to be going through and coming I I am I mean I am expecting like an announcement of the Diablo 3 PTR like within the next couple of weeks Um, you know just because we're we're at that point in the season and so it's going to be sometime around now we should probably be hearing something about uh, D3 Uh, Diablo Immortal I'm not sure since the release got pushed back um to next year what you know we saw the very first diablo alpha you know the the week after christmas uh so we could we could see it sometime around there or the week the week before christmas that went all the way to like new year's um so that i mean that that's something that could potentially happen you know maybe we'll get something around that december area or we'll get something around like early january um just you know it, that is, it's all speculation at this point. That, uh, you know, um, you know, if if it was still on its original timetable, I guess I would have expected that we would be in the next one. If it was going to launch, say, in like December, we'd be in it by now. But since they're going and like adding in controller support, um, we still haven't tested the the necromancers, so we still have that one class. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, I talked about this on you know many episodes ago during the uh, the the last alpha that there was that there, we would probably be going to hell. Like it just it lays it all out. Um, in the story that you've got to go into hell to find like the world stone shard um, that Scar scarn had went through and picked up. so I'm pretty sure that that's like what it, it's gonna be going there. Um, but yeah, no, no news, no news. Uh, and so yeah the the big the big story going through and surrounding the Diablo community you know as of last week is of course the uh, the the finally the launch of Diablo 2 resurrected. Uh, and you know it uh it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad there were definitely some issues there were definitely some issues it, it wasn't as bad as diablo 3's launch um and i honestly uh can't really compare it to um reaper of souls launch because i didn't play on launch day you know i i didn't actually get a chance to play that until like the the day after um and things had kind of like settled but i i want to say that like reaper of souls was a, a pretty like solid launch in terms of um how things go for diablo but I mean, this was this was definitely leagues better than what like the Shadowlands launch was because I was at least able to get into the game, though many people weren't. There were there were there were a lot of problems um, on launch day uh, for people uh, were who were initially able to get into the game but were later disconnected and then unable. Uh, to then uh, join games or create games or create characters characters were seemingly getting deleted like your character just was uh, disappearing you know from your, your character select screen and there have been uh, numerous amount of hot fixes, server restarts, servers there, there's uh, server patches and such you know, over the last few days in order to go through and get um, the, the game uh, up to uh, a, a, you know, a level of performance that we would expect uh, in order to have that stable level of play. And, you know, it's the, you know, at least, you know, hats off to the team, you know, for going through and staying committed through the whole weekend and, you know, patching stuff uh, early Sunday morning and everything like that. So at least it's good that they're going through and dedicating to that. Though I, I always have to wonder that they're, you know, Blizzard always seems to be caught off guard by the uh, the sheer amount of people that want to go through and play their games it just it's like it's like one of those ones that's consistent um, and I, I do have a tip of advice I have one tip of advice so this comes from someone um, in in game development you know I'm no game developer or anything like that but it's, it's um, you know it's uh, from someone um, that, that was in game development has a lot of experience particularly with Diablo and so uh, I want to quote um, former game director uh, Jay Wilson double it so, you know, it's just, like, take your expectations and then just increase them. Because this happens, like, every single World of Warcraft launch, you know, it happened with the D2R. wasn't quite as bad with D2R, but, you know, uh, I, I used to, years ago, uh, talk about how, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, you can have a rough launch weekend or a rough launch week because, you know, server space is expensive. Going through and getting servers and all that stuff—it that's that's very costly investments, uh, for you know what a week, two weeks until like a gameplay stabilizes and the servers can handle the load because not every single person in the entire fandom or community is wanting to play at that exact moment. Um, and then it gives you time; you can kind of see what your play level is like, and you can maybe add on like one or two servers or something like that. Uh, but nowadays, with like cloud computing. And, you know, the, the majority of, like, all, like, server-based architecture is mostly, like, uh, virtual and you're not really having to go through and dedicate and purchase your own hardware. But you can just, like, spin up virtual machines, you know, and rent server space, Because you know, compared to when, like, Reaper of Souls launched, like, the cloud, you know, cloud computing didn't really exist. It was in its infancy, you know, back in, like, 2014, 2012. Uh, but nowadays it's just like how are you, you know, not doing that? And so it just I don't it it, it seems that there's a much better like cost uh, ratio, you know, uh, that, that there should be available to make it so that way people are going through and having a flawless launch. And I, I'm just gonna like, you know, briefcase in point, uh, you know, New World launched yesterday and it had um its own share of like server problems and such. But from what it seemed, they were continuing to go through and at least like spin up uh, like new servers so that way they could handle the capacity and that the only thing that was going through and gating them was like the authentication method. And so people were spending like a couple hours in queue waiting to get into the game. But once they finally got into the game, uh, it was nothing but, you know, mostly across the board, uh, you know, flawless Uh, gameplay and gameplay experiences very few issues uh, going and playing the game outside of just being able to to log into the game and that you know got alleviated more and more as the uh, the 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 day went on um, until eventually kind of like everyone was able to go through and get in there was some emergency maintenance you know um, last night and such on that game I'm not playing it this is just you know, stuff that I'm being told from a couple of my friends that are, like, really hardcore into this game right now. And it seems interesting, but I just, I don't have time for an MMO anymore, honestly. Um, so it's not something that I've been following. But, you know, it's it's Amazon, you know, AWS and all of that. They've got ton of uh, cloud compu- computing and virtual server space and such, and so it just, it's like, it's not like uh, ATVI is hurting for money. It's something that they can go through and invest in, you know, just uh, hit that buy button, you know, rent out some server space for a week or two in order to go and try and alleviate some of that issues. Obviously, I'm speaking of this from a a point of ignorance. I don't actually know what caused those issues uh, for uh, Diablo. Maybe it was something with just, like, too many people going through and uh, getting... You know getting on there it is it is a 20 year old game and you know the majority of it is still like original coding and it's been you know built into this this beast in order to run on modern systems with modern graphics um, and work with like modern you know I, I that I'm gonna I'm gonna finger quote that one modern uh, you know game server architecture because man chat in the original Diablo 2 was, you know, not the best, but I want to say the chat interface in Diablo 2 is better than the chat interface in D2R. It's not good. It's not good. If there was one thing that I would change about the game so far, it would definitely be, please, you need to get better, uh, you know, better, uh, social and communication aspects, um, in, in that aspect of the game. Um... But yeah, the the rest of it. I mean, the game was amazing. I talked about this like during the the alpha, during the closed beta, but it 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 impresses me. Uh, the the fidelity of the graphics, the the gameplay um, was just as I remember it. And I'll talk a bit more on that one in a little bit. Um, but you know, I I didn't have too many issues going through and playing the game over the weekend and a, a couple of like little disconnect bugs not being able to um, you know create or join games some of my other friends had much worse issues Some of my other friends had like zero issues whatsoever uh, but as like a, just a common theme you know by like Saturday night Sunday pretty much all of those issues were gone and people were able to play uh, play the game um, pretty well um, and that there were only a few kind of like um, separate cases um, but for the most part, you know, by, by Sunday, most people were able to play the game with, with very minimal issues. Um, besides some of the um, jank that is 20-year-old game design, you know, going through and getting attacked by a moon lord, you know, in the, the glacial trail, and you, you run away. And it's not lag. It's not lag. But you keep getting hit by him, and you're half a screen away, because it's just taking time for all of his attacks to register against you um you know but it's just it's uh, it's just like some weird stuff um uh and that that's just like the the aspect of the game and that's where it's like i wanted to say you know it's it's exactly as i remember it uh because it it was something that i guess playing in like the beta and such and just having that initial shock value of like the, the graphics and the the level of like loving care and detail that they put into it and like all weekend Um, I guess that they lifted the NDA or whatever it was but a whole bunch of artists both at blizzard and the freelance artists that were brought in in order to work on the game have been sharing like this is like this is like the character i animated in one of the cutscenes. you know this this is my model for diablo that i made for this cutscene, or these are the these are the monsters that i crafted and such it's just been cool i've been trying to uh like retweet and share as much of them as i've come across but it's really cool seeing all of like the uh these like really detailed models which even in the new game you're still like that isometric view you don't get as good of a look at but being able to see them like in their full detail with like um not like the you know the in-game lighting and such and it's just like really impressive how uh these models uh came to life it's 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 perfect like it's beautiful absolutely beautiful um but going and getting into those later acts began to show some of the aged game mechanics you know that just you know there there's nothing wrong with it because it's exactly as it was 20 years ago but maybe you know not as not as good of a gameplay experience as i like had thought it would be namely stuff like the moon lords or um Gloams and you know in such in act three so there were definitely uh you know some th- things that were having problems it's like it seems that, like the the fire enchant bug and nightmare is still there, so it can just randomly, like, do like a million damage and just one shot anything, regardless of how much health or uh, fire resist that you have. You know, so there, there's little, there's little like jank things in there and such. But mostly, for the most part, had an absolute blast, loved it. Uh, I didn't get to dedicate as much time to the game as I had wanted because, like I said, you know, I had a couple of of those uh, server problems. I wasn't able to take time off of work. Um, I had like vendor visits and all this other types of stuff so I was limited like Thursday and Friday to only playing in the evenings um, Saturday I put a lot of play into but then Saturday night I ended up having like an emergency call into work and I still had to prep and do some work for like my, my Age of Sigmar tournament that I had on Sunday and then all day uh, Sunday you know I, I was I was down in Plantation going and playing Warhammer and such um, but it is, it is one of those that um, I, I can see myself going and just maybe like slow rolling it for the rest of the week and then this weekend isn't any better, uh, you know. I've, I've got um, yesterday I played uh, in a 40k league. Saturday I have another 40k league game. Uh, Saturday night, uh, Neve's uh, uh, family is coming back uh, from Ireland that we have to go through and pick up. Sunday, you know, a friend is getting married, uh, and so we, we're going to the, the wedding and all other types of stuff. So maybe maybe in two weeks, maybe in two weeks i'll be able to sit down and dedicate like a whole day to nothing but diablo but we'll we'll, we'll see um the in but at the end it's like eh, you know it's not a season you know so it's not as much not as much like you know that that pressure to get in there and try and get like one of those top 100 spots but i'm, I'm having a i'm honestly having a class with my uh my boner necro um loving it it's it's even better than like what i remembered you know just getting getting all those talent points and just getting it to the point where you you shoot out the bone spear and then just like everything dies you got like you know a a tier rune for like the the mana on kill and so your your mana just refills itself whenever you get into like one of those big like tightly packed corridors in act two not the maggot layer (laughs) maggot layer uh but you know just going through like the, the tombs and such doing a tomb run or something and just like killing 20 mobs and one spear and just filling um your your mana right back it's like almost as good as a potion um but yeah I, I can't wait till i start getting to the end game and getting some of the, the set pieces and such already talked about uh wanting to do a, a rift kicker uh so a is probably one of the next things i have on my list so i just got to find a you know like a, a five socketed flail and a whole bunch of like mid-level uh runes and then maybe going through and trying to do like a poison Necro if I manage to trade for a deaths web because I will never find one in the game itself that's just impossible I, I cannot dedicate my life uh, to Diablo 2 unfortunately I know I know I'm disappointing people but uh, it is uh it's uh it's still cool it's it's fun Uh, And and then also, I think I talked about this on the last episode, but I just want to reiterate it One of the things I've been going through and coming out with some of the developer discussions that have been out there Is they're now starting to go through and kind of like they're floating that question where it's like, well, what's next? You know what what's next for the team and the devs are like, well, we're you know before like after the game was announced They're like, well, is there any plans to maybe go beyond? What was the scope of Lord of Destruction? It's like our, our focus right now is to just work on the game and get it out But now the conversation is like well you know, we're, we're open to feedback on changes or content updates that they might want for D2R. It's, you know, it, it's it's going to be one of those ones, it's Diablo two Resurrected is digital only, there's no physical sales of the game, so it's going to be very difficult with which to track uh, any type of sales data for it. Um, so we're going to have, like, no idea how, how well uh, the game sold unless Blizzard is willing to go through and share that information. But I have to assume that it's doing very well um uh and that 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 would you know kind of spurn blizzard on to well maybe we should do a bit more now i want to say i i am biased i do follow the majority of like the diablo content creator community Uh you know i got my finger on the pulse as far as like diablo news goes my twitter feed is like pretty much finely crafted and it kind of shows me some various gaming stuff, like a little bit of generic gaming stuff, um, a lot of Diablo and a lot of Warhammer, not much outside of that, that, that particular window that um, I've created a nice little uh, like comfort zone for my online social media experience which I highly recommend, please curate your lists, go through, add and utilize block words, mute words, block accounts for things that you don't want to see, it will do wonders for your mental health, trust me works um but uh it's um you know i i saw like some of the response from like obviously there's a lot of bad response for warcraft 3 reforged, but there's a lot of good response for starcraft remastered and that was like you know you know seemed to have been you know well received and did well at least financially uh i see so much more like there's so much more going on about talk with diablo 2 resurrected you know, that, that, you know, just seeing its placement on Twitch, you know, continually day after day, that it's just like going up there and shooting numbers, uh, you know, um, it, it's, it, it, it seems like such a done deal for them to want to go through and do something else for D2. You know, whether it be taking a nod from Diablo 3 or Path of Exile and doing some sort of like themed seasons. Or sorry, ladders. That's the appropriate term for this game, or even just like going and doing, uh, you know, what they had done for years after, you know, kind of like uh, 1.9, 1.10, like the the like the last kind of like big content patches that they had for the game. They still was a couple of times that they went and added in, you know, oh well, here's like a new helmet or something, you know, that they they added or a new rune word. Um, you know they just kind of like drop into the game there's you know lots of potential there for them to go like oh for this ladder we're adding a new rune word you know you're not having to do not adding any new items you're just using the pre-existing stuff uh, and just giving it a new combination you can do higher level ones lower level ones you can you can do it uh, like you know new sets you know new items and such in order to diversify uh, builds uh, so there's a lot that they can do. From just like, uh, even just like a, a, a tinier aspect than what would go into developing a new class. Or, you know, crafting a new zone. But, those are two things I would also like to see uh, for Diablo II Resurrected. I'm, I'm sure they, they talked. Vicarious Visions went to such great lengths talking about how much they went through all of the prior documentation and every little tiny bit and detail that they could from the original design documents of Diablo 2 the concept art notes of the developers all this stuff um, that you know uh, David Brevik has talked about how there was um, some talks and some initial exploration into a second expansion for Diablo 2 before it was scrapped and they went to work on their version of Diablo 3 and he talked about there was some concepts of making a cleric class. It it seems as if it wasn't that far, so there's not a lot of code or anything like that. If there ever was even anything besides, you know, uh, the rough sketches and some you know drawing board level uh, design talks, but that could be at least an avenue that they could um start to to build you know whatever build off of that there's some building blocks there's a little bit of a foundation that's been laid for that particular class um you know and uh yeah not not sure there's a lot that they could do as far as um uh like an additional act or a continued story you know you do that begins to run into the issue of um you know uh, diablo immortal exists within a, a set time frame uh and you know because there's uh, it, you're dealing with just like uh five years after the events of diablo 2 is when immortal takes place and so you know there you don't want to step too much on like the, the toes as far as the story goes uh between that uh but there is at least like little things that they could you know uh touch upon and i feel you know you know that, that would be cool the, obviously they're not going to be able to get to it uh in time for diablo immortal to launch next year but what would it be cool if they did like an act like a 5.5 you know uh, maybe a story that takes you to all of the different zones that you now have to find like a shard of the world stone and some you know boss uh that is you know been you know like a new zone so say like you have to go back to act one and now there's like uh, a crater from one of the shards that you know is branched off of the cold Plains. And it's a new, like, higher level zone where everything is, like, monster level 99 or something. Um, and a, a brand new boss or enemy that you have to go through and kill there. And then the same in Act 2 and 3, uh, yada yada, that you have to go through and, you know, farm and kill. And almost like a like a more of a an easier transition into the story of Diablo Immortal where you kind of, like, have those, uh, you know, kind of, like, just, like, breadcrumbs leading into that story. That That's just... That's just me you know thinking kind of like off the cuff there there's there's things that there can that, that they can do there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of potential there i would honestly love to see it because just think about it you know you go through and you know you got you got a ladder for d2 you're going to go through play that oh there's a new content update for diablo 2 resurrected let me check that and then there's a new season for um uh diablo 3 so let me go through check out whatever the new theme is you know ethereal's 2.0 Uh, and then you also have like oh and then there's a new um you know new ladder season that launches for diablo Immortal. let me go and check out what that new paragon tree is and then there, there could be like this nice like um cool like you know interweaving level of content that you're getting where it's all diablo but it's different games that you're getting it from and so it's a little thing that you can you can spend all of your time playing just brand new diablo content to your heart's content uh you know like every month or two but it's just from a a different game obviously people are gonna you know there will be some people that like that they like to hop from game to game that they they'll play through the seasonal journey you know they'll they'll play around and on like the diablo 2 ladder until like they get to like level 90 or something you know they you know just not not a huge dedication of time uh but at least like a little bit that they feel that they can complete their build uh, play around with some stuff, get some like some high-level runes, make a rune word or something, and then of course with uh, Diablo Immortal, we know that there's not going to be like um, a traditional like ladder or season reset, uh, from what they've told us, but it'll be more uh, just when they do a new season, there'll be a new Paragon tree added, and so it, they'll raise the Paragon cap, and you can go and now uh, gain like a hundred more levels or fifty more levels or however many levels are in that particular tree, um, to then max that out. And see whatever like new content or new class that they implement. So there's always going to be, it, it's we're setting up ourselves to be to be having like the opposite. We're going to have a content flood of uh, Diablo-related stuff, you know, next year. We're we're going to have three actively developed Diablo games that we can jump to at any given point in time. Uh, Next year, and that that's also barring that Diablo Four doesn't launch next year. Spoilers: I'm doubtful it will, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, We'll I'll I'll amend that once we ever have our BlizzCon Online 2022 BlizzCon Online Two. I don't know what they're going with their the naming on this one because it was like when they announced that BlizzCon wasn't going to happen this year and that they would fill in with another like online um event like early next year i felt as if that was like the perfect opportunity for them to go through and be like oh yeah you know blizzcon 2 is coming next year or blizzcon line uh 2022 is coming early next year but it was just like we're doing an online event it's like you didn't You didn't get rid of the copy guy, did you? Someone has to come up with something better than that for a press release. Come on now. Um, But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Well, I mean, uh, my expectation is, at least for Diablo 4, that with the the next uh, BlizzCon stand-in, we'll get the the final class. Uh, But if they don't start talking about the uh, the beta, um, then it's not happening next year. And so we'll, we'll wait and see. But while we're on the topic of Diablo four, we did get a confirmation, um, from the community manager, um, Pez, uh, Adam, that he went and said that, uh, the Diablo four systems blog is actually going to come next week. Uh, so, uh, we'll, it it is going to be, you know, in October, but we're going to be getting it next week. I believe the previous ones have all launched on a Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and so probably it's going to be sometime midweek um, and you know as I've said before for any time that they go through and they launch a, uh, a D4 development blog I will record a kind of like a, a fill-in episode uh, to cover that the the day uh, it goes live so just keep an eye out for that uh, and I will go and record something and especially I'm very interested in this one because he said that it's going to be about audio design and to get your ears ready uh, and that that is just forgive the term music to my ears um because music is such an important part of the diablo experience to me Uh, i i play the game with music on i know that's very weird but that's i i do it i I enjoy the uh the audio design you know the the level of dedication that they put into uh making the game it's one of those things that especially like in d3 you know no not trying to um, you know rag on Diablo 2 but you know it's a 20 year old game but with Diablo 3 like the sound design if you just like turn off the music and up the sound effects and then just like listen to a skeleton walk around like there is a lot of love that went into making the entire audio profile for all of those minions and skills and such um, that really makes like kind of like a fleshed out experience and then well I mean if you've been listening to the, the, the podcast you know I, I love the diablo 2 music because it's in the background of every single episode it's in the episode it's in the background of every time that i stream whether it be diablo 3 or diablo 2r or what have you i am always i'm always listening to it it is 100 percent my most listened to soundtrack on itunes and uh i was talking about sound design when i was streaming diablo 2 over the weekend uh because it, it's just it's so uh cool and it's just like the like Everything that we're listening to right now is just amazing when you think about it, because like the majority of all of it is like samples. It's not even, you know, like actual like recorded music. It's just sample tracks spliced together. And just how much of a genius Matt Uelmen is when it comes to uh, music, that it stay that certain sounds like this stay with you for literal decades, um, and that they can just invoke um feelings and images. You know, you go through and you hear, you know, desert. Um, you know, and all of a sudden just, like, you know, the those desert and, you know, desert and cat people and bu- undead buzzards and such all vividly come to mind. Um, you hear, like, ice caves, and it's either, you know, Act 5 or just the loading screen for Lord of Destruction in general, since that was one of the very first songs that played when you load into, like, the Battle Net lobby. There's just so much stuff that is, um, you know, just really really impactful when it comes to the the sound and music of the diablo franchise it was one of my biggest complaints when diablo 3 originally uh released was because very few of the songs were memorable and the the couple that were were like um coincided with cutscenes and not stuff that like Um, wilderness and desert are like two of my like favorite tracks uh, in all of Diablo 2 Leviathan what's going on man is going through and just like I'm talking about this and he drops Toru you know the the sound of uh, Luke Gulane and such and so like those those, there's things that you go through and you remember and you can visualize that entire zone just listening to that music it's really hard to do that with Diablo 3 because in Diablo 3 the music was just I'm sorry. I know if you if you're a longtime listener, I have done this rant many times, but I'm doing it again. Uh, that Diablo 3 is it's just background. The music is just a part of the background and it's it was like it's almost like it was designed that you could just hit that mute button and play your own soundtrack and the game was just developed with that that process at the the forefront. But with Diablo 2 again, it is you know from a different era of game development the music was meant to be part of the experience and god i hope that that is the level that they take with diablo 4. i, I am at least a bit confident in that because reaper of souls did a tremendous amount for diablo 3 in terms of sound des- uh, not sound design but music um the, the music composition uh you know because Diablo 3 or Reaper of Souls had some memorable tracks to it uh, you know like the, the the burning of Westmarch, malthael and such and so there there's some things that you can hear and know exactly that oh that's that's pandemonium fortress that's the malthael fight you know you can hear those and you can actually you can actually pick like the pick out the zone it wasn't the entirety of everything but reaper of souls definitely took uh, took uh, the Diablo 3 a kind of like music direction back towards how it was handled in uh, Diablo 2 and I I really really hope uh, that that is what they go back to a Diablo for and I'm really looking forward I absolutely loved the last development update that we had in terms of like the the art and getting to see like the, the character models the spider puppet all that lovely ugh, disgusting stuff that we saw that tickled me, tickled my fancy so much and i i'm expecting to be blown away even more now that we know that it's going to be music that they're talking about in the next dev blog um you know i can understand that there's some people that have had the reaction of well you know that's great and all but i want to know some like hardcore facts about the game and you know i understand i get that i i too i want to know more about like how what what's the current iteration of like skill design and itemization and such um you know but i also do appreciate you know the, the the fluffier topics more abstract stuff, but maybe if they were to go through and kind of like uh, flip it, you know, do um, do like a, a hardcore numbers nitty gritty. Here's like some itemization details and such. Here's a new system that's in development. Here's like a revamped um, like a druid uh, speciality um, or the barbarian. We reworked, we've retooled the barbarian system, uh, you know, and then like the the next one is like. You know, here's some more about here's some more, and we did like the character artwork and such. But here's you know, kind of more like um dungeon design or set design, like how we develop the zones and the level of detail that goes into all the do tads, um, and such. And here's like some maybe some of the tech that we're using, uh, for you know, the the, the uh, random creation of the dun- uh, dungeons and such. And, and then you know, after that, then they go like, and well, here's another one about itemization or a brand new in-game system or something here's key. here's what we're working on for like key dungeons you know they're just like, leapfrogging leapfrogging right you know that that way you know you're you're hitting a, a bunch of notes because things like look at everyone when talk. everyone was talking about uh the character design when they said there was going to be about like character art and such that oh this this is lame this is lame we want to know about numbers and such and then the blog came out and everyone was like wow that's some awesome stuff um. So I think that those, you know, kind of quote-unquote fluff pieces, uh, are actually like really impactful, and those are the types of things that actually maybe apply more to the majority of the player base. Where you know, you and I, if you're listening to a Diablo podcast, you're probably you're you're a step above the the general audience of the game because you're that much involved in the Diablo community that you're wanting to learn more and especially at the point if you're listening to me talk about Diablo then man you're you're dedicated that's for certain but um you know the 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 standard person like Diablo 3 sold like you know the last official number was it sold like 30 million copies you know six years ago you know the light knows how many copies it sold by now uh especially with like the subsequent like switch releases and everything it's you know i wish that we would get some sales data is it what 50 60 million copies there's there's a lot of copies of diablo 3 out there and so there's a lot of people that play diablo 3 occasionally and those people probably don't care about set balance those those you know those 30 million um you know soulless faces out there in the wild they really don't care you know whether one class is you know better uh than the other they they don't really give a crap you know that they they tweak to the numbers on uh, you know xyz you know they're they're picking the class that looks cool you know they're they're using the skill that's like flashy or they have fun with or they you know it's like i'm building a shock room demon hunter because that's the skill that i use to level and i just don't know any better to change that out I, you know i'm using this skill because i still have um uh what is it uh you know i still have the, the default skill system on in d3 you know i can't change i can't put on you know two archery skills for the demon honor you know th- those are the types of people that you're talking about and to those people things like the character art music and such are probably a lot more important than the in-game systems and the skills um with the with the the caveat that the overall gameplay experience is of course the most important aspect and so things such as skill design character balance um itemization and such will heavily factor into that but the thing that's going to get them into the game and keeping them playing you know is some of the, the the fluffier less impactful aspects i think that's something that we maybe have to remind ourselves every once in a while that there are other people that play the game and they play the game for other reasons besides the same that we do and well that kind of brings us to the the end of the uh the Diablo coverage uh for these past couple of weeks uh I do look forward to going through and chatting with you all next week since we do have the confirmation that there will be um the development blog update uh coming next week uh because of some of the work activities it might be uh, later on in the evening it might be it might be even be like a midday um, stream uh, Depending upon when it goes live and my work schedule and such but I'll again, you know Just keep an eye over at Twitter Which if you want to follow the show uh, drop a follow over at the WM workshop on Twitter Or you can follow myself at nine ball gamer on Twitter um, in order to know when the next episode's gonna be when I'm gonna go live um, also if you just I like uh, you know, tweeting and talking about all things Diablo and Warhammer and some general gaming stuff as well as I will uh, forever be on the side of the, the employees over at Blizzard um, and will always forever challenge Blizzard to do better by their employees and I, I hope for a better work experience for them. Uh, but if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for the show, please feel free to drop me um, an email over at westmarchworkshop at blizzpro.com and again that email is westmarchworkshop at blizzpro.com And the show itself, you can follow um, over at twitch.tv slash blizzpro. We record the episode live. I say we, I mean I. uh, Every other Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Though, um, for the next couple of months, because again, because of work activities, might be moved to a West March Thursdays. uh, But, you know, I'll I'll keep you up to date on uh, as that goes. Uh, for those of you that are going through and watching on YouTube or the, uh, the, uh, the, the, all of those that are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, you know, again, thank you for uh, going through and finding it. And if you want to, you can listen to the show. Again, it's on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, but with that, I wish you all a good evening and best of luck in Sanctuary. And I look forward to chatting with you next week.